Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie, it's you, Jamie. Don't be alarmed, but I think there's a guy following you. Maybe we should get that guard dog we talked about? Nothing too scary, maybe like a Bichon with an attitude? You know, Progressive's collision insurance covers injured dogs and cats at no extra cost, so... Wait, the guy stood up when I stood up. He's on the phone. He's looking right at me. Oh, wait, it's just my reflection. Don't tell anyone about this. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Pet coverage not available in New Hampshire and North Carolina. Welcome inside the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. I am John Ledyard of FanRagSports.com, NDTScouting.com. Uh, man, it's all over the place. I don't know. You, you can check out my Twitter bio and you see. Are, all you're all over I, the place. It's just true, man. It's hard to list them all every time we do the show. Trevor Sikama of Pewter Report covers the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and we're with you here on a mock draft Monday. We're bringing it back. We just finished up our offensive look at 2018 prospects. Now we're not we're not ready to turn the page of the defense just yet. Give us one more day, and we're gonna throw out a little mock draft. We thought you guys might appreciate breaking up the mock draft Monday is back. What up? That's right. And but before we get to that, dude, you have some explaining to do. Um, This is a trial, and you're on for the tweeting of milk tacos (laughs) as a Florida delicacy. (laughs) Now you've explained yourself a little bit to me. But what in the world was going on with your Twitter account that you would suggest milk tacos <laughs> as a Florida delicacy? Explain well, now you're, this. Well, now you're you're calling me out, and I gotta I gotta kind of <laughs> unveil the meme over here. That was all. Um, I was trying to keep this joke going as long as I could, but <laughs> it was all just a big joke because I'd seen the last couple of weeks. You know, somebody would be like, "Well, you ain't from Texas if you've never had this," and it's like a like a hot dog with peanut butter and relish on it or something just like something just stupid or you know like uh like cereal with orange juice and like green grapes and that's the cereal or something somebody would be like well you're not from South Carolina if you've ever had and so like I, those just had me rolling with oh, some dude, of the creativity yeah. that people had and so I decided to try to do that with a Florida one and I'm going to keep the t- and <laughs> a lot of you had some incredible responses and I you guys had me rolling <laughs> all day uh i'm gonna keep the tweet up there though because i'm hoping one day right. like weird weird twitter finds it and it ends up just blowing up and so <laughs> that could just be entertainment for me for forever. somebody so, just posted a picture of themselves calling 911 when they saw it <laughs> yeah that was yeah that was i think that was charles mcdonald so that was that killed me too so somebody said that uh they were somebody put up a picture of them blocking you on twitter Yep, Michael yep. Kiss said, hope they have Skype in jail where you belong. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, they're making a special exception for his last, for your last podcast. And Mike said, before they execute him. And <laughs> Luke Polgley said, got to have his last words on record. Mark Schofield said, nothing like a last meal of milk tacos. <laughs> Jeff Mark Lloyd is, said, what is this? Mark is distraught, man. <laughs> Mark Schofield of Inside the Pylon, shout out Mark, got on Inside the Pylon. They were they were salty. distraught, man. He was, yeah, man. Just said fun. an Amber Alert went out when you sent that tweet. Jeez, jeez. <laughs> Whew. All right, here we go. Mock Draft mock, Monday. Mock Draft Monday. Cleveland Browns on the clock. All right. So, Trevor uh, Sikama is the I GM. The, I get the odd numbers for this one. Um, and... You know, this mock draft is a little bit different because, you know, the last mock draft you heard of us, we could talk about team needs all we want. We could talk about free agency, where they fit. Really, in this mock draft, it's just going to kind of be like a rapid fire little 
mock for the prospects to mm. give you know we've been listing off some of these prospects but now we're going to give you the names kind of in first round caliber like where we think they possibly could be picked so for the cleveland browns i think they already have a quarterback i know we can't go too much into needs because who knows what it'll be next year but i'm gonna give him derwin james because derwin james is probably going to be my favorite safety prospect i've ever scouted um i think he is an unbelievable talent uh, with athleticism and production, coming back from his injury this year. Hope he has a fully healthy year. Um, and, boy, that guy, that kid's just capable of so many things. He can play strong safety. He can play free safety. Um, he, he's got the intelligence, the athleticism to play either position and be a real impact safety. So I think the top five, you know, he's probably not going to go number one. We're probably going to get a quarterback number one. But, um, boy, he's, he's a top five player, no doubt. A safety going first overall, though, that would be really interesting. That would be fun. I'd love to see it get changed up and not see you know, your typical QB or something. By the way, if you're wondering why the Browns are picking first, it's not because we're hating on you, Browns fans. Oh, yeah, You sorry. will not be picking to... first. The Jets will be picking first. But we're doing that. this in like reverse or in, in Vegas odds orders. Uh, uh, that's just the template that a lot of people use at this time. So we just want to keep it consistent with what else you might be seeing out there. So you can kind of compare and things like that. But um, I'm up with the 49ers who somehow the jets got fourth in Vegas odds. Maybe that needs to be updated. I don't know. Maybe I'm going off the wrong one. Who knows? But I'm going with um, the, the jets or the 49ers to take uh, Josh Allen uh, from Wyoming. I think that, you know, it, it, when I looked at what the 49ers have a quarterback this season, and I know we're not looking completely into needs, but it is will be a part of this, especially for obvious positions like quarterback. We can take a guess, yeah. Yeah, I just don't have a lot of faith in C.J. Beathard. You know what I mean? Like, you know, to me, this is a guy that's how, a backup. No, how dare you? I know. It's that flowing mane. How can you doubt it? But I do, and I think I that uh, based on what he did at Iowa, it's pretty easy to doubt him. Um, but I think that – Shanahan could maximize what he does bring to the table, but I just don't think it's going to be enough to be the type of player San Francisco needs to turn things around. I don't know about how you know how Allen fits into this situation with a with Shanahan would be will be one of the more interesting things to unravel from this pick if it happens. But this is one of those ones that not that you can look too far ahead and see anything, but the 49ers are probably going to be bad this year. I mean, I would be surprised if they're not picking in the top three or four probably next year. And it's possible Allen could be a guy that's on their radar at that point in the draft. So this could be one that we wind the clock and end up looking back on and seeing, you know, Josh Allen and this type of a range perhaps. Okay. So I already put in my pick, but I, I got to clarify something with you. Is this, or is this how we view prospects to be or like how we think they're going to be like me? Is this like how, like what I think prospects are going to turn into or mm, yeah. I think so. Yeah. All right. Then number three, I'm going off the wall. Are you ready for it? Do it. Are you ready for it? The Los Angeles Rams, I have no faith in their quarterback situation. I don't think oh. Jared Goff's good. Um, oh, boy. I, I, I think that they're <laughs> going to look to replace him again after this year. And uh, DeAndre Francois is going number three overall. What? Um, <laughs> I like DeAndre Francois a lot, man. I do. I, I, I think that. If he has, if he takes another step or two steps forward this year, I think he's, I think he could be one of the, in the conversation for one of the top prospects um, and a guy who could go first round. I just, I don't know. Um, I love everything he brings to the table and I love quarterbacks who know how to get it done in the big moments um, because between the years, he is one of my favorite quarterbacks that I've watched last year and a little bit the year before that when I got to see him. So 
Yep, there you go. Went off the wall with that one. Yeah, that that's a wild one. But I I'm a big Francois fan as well. Um, so I can support you in this one. Um, I'm also thinking that the Jets, who are next up, would be quite pleased because their quarterback situation is not a good one. And now Sam Darnold is still on the board, and that makes it a pretty easy decision. And not that I think necessarily Sam Darnold is a top five type player, but quarterback is a huge need. You can't go anywhere without the position. The Jets will need to fill it. Darnold will be if he's on the board at this point. I just don't see any way uh, that they – they bypass them. Now we get to a couple teams that might not need quarterbacks, but for for those three teams in a row, we get a little run there of quarterbacks and all three. I don't think you're far off of the Rams thing. Goff needs to have a much better season this year, which I think he's capable of based on what I saw pre-draft, but based on last season, it needs to be a significant jump because he was so bad last year that I think it really needs to, he really needs to show market improvement for them to have faith that he can be the guy moving forward. If he's as bad as he was last year, he's not even going to start the full season and it'll be easy for them to turn the page next year. Yeah, so um, Chicago, I'm going to go with Mike McGlinchey. I'm going to give him I'm gonna give him that offensive lineman in the top five. Uh, I, I, I don't think they're going to be wanting to give up on a quarterback position after they emphasize it so much this offseason. But uh, let's get Kyle Long some help along that offensive line. So he's probably the top guy, after, uh, you know, over the guys that we've watched, or at least he's going to—he's definitely got the most potential. You know, if he puts up a really solid year, the top five, top ten is definitely in range because we know how much the NFL loves to covet offensive line because really it all starts in the trenches. So uh, let's give him to that position there. I don't really see that as, as a reach at all for a guy that has a ton of potential and consistency to be able to play like that. Hmm. McGlinchey that high would be interesting, but I think that's the probably the range he'll get talked about in a good bit. Sure. Um, or it already has been talked about in a good bit. Not sure if I see it right away or not. I don't know. Um, we'll see what what comes of it this season. Um, this is the beauty of going a back and forth mock. That's right. I'm picking guys that you wouldn't have picked. Maybe I'll have a guy on the board then that I kind of wanted at some point too. Um, safety is up, I think, for for Jacksonville. It makes it difficult to make this decision because we are kind of still new into the process of looking at the safety group. I think, but. To me, when I look at this team, I mean, this is a defense that needs a center fielding type safety, and I don't think that's really to Sean Gibson. And Barry Church is a nice addition, but obviously that's not the role he's going to play. There's not really a safety on this roster that's going to play that role. I need to see more of the safety group uh, before I say, oh, this guy can 100% do that. But right now, I think Minka, Minka Fitzpatrick, who has played Ooh, some safety pick. in the past and may be good playing pick. safety again this season – I think he makes some sense for them and what they might need at uh, this type of a position. So, and he can play some corner too. So, yeah, no, for the Jaguars, I, I, I kind of really love Mike Fitzpatrick because mm-hmm. I think that he's, I think he should be a star at either position. I just think that he is a great player. Uh, Buffalo Bills, I'm gonna give him. You know what? I'm gonna give him Arden Key just because I don't think Arden Key should basically have lasted as long as he did i think he is a phenomenal edge rusher and that's a little preview of our edge rushing that we're going to talk about this week mm-hmm. so arden key is one of those guys that's good, that's in the top 10 range from lsu uh he's had production ever since his freshman season there was a little bit of a scare there this off season we were kind of hearing news about him stepping away from the team what the deal with that was it was definitely it was to handle a personal issue but uh it was really an open-ended statement. It was like, okay, Arden Key is stepping away from the team. And you're like, for good? Yeah, or... it was weird. 
And then all of a sudden, you know, he tweeted, I think a couple weeks later, maybe a month later, he's like, don't worry, like I'm coming back. And so that was that was uh, good to hear because he is a treat to watch as an edge rusher. So if you're an SEC guy, and even if you're not, make sure you watch a couple of LSU games this year if you're a fan of the NFL draft. Get your eyes on Arden Key. So Yeah, it is interesting, I think, because there will, we will probably hear endless conversation about whether Arden Key is committed and all this stuff throughout the season even though he mm-hmm. actually played in games which is the big thing so now nah, but we'll, you know that narrative will be beat to absolute death this year um detroit lions up on or uh, sorry los angeles chargers up on the clock oh we'll skip them uh i think tackle is going to be a priority you know russell lacoon's there but he's getting older uh, obviously at this point and he struggled with a lot of injuries in his career joe barksdale kind of a stopgap guy they've really rebuilt the inside now i think with force lamp and um, and uh, Dan Feeney, and so I think that they'll be uh, they'll have some youth there. Max Turk, if he's able to start at center, so I think tackle is going to end up being a priority for for the Chargers uh, in the offseason. Remember, a lot of people thought they were taking Ronnie Stanley, um, and then they end up passing on he and Tunsil to take Bosa, and so I think that's still going to be floating around as a need for them. Um, and I think that uh, Connor Williams from Texas makes a good amount of sense here. Again, I, the short arm thing will be a question. There will be teams that want to move him inside too, but. I think he can play in any blocking scheme and uh, has a lot of tools and, and, and athletic traits teams are looking for at the position. So interested to see how he develops this season um, as a junior, I believe. And um, I think he could be on the radar for the Chargers. The Detroit Lions picking next. And boy, are they going to love this draft if it kind of shakes out this way. Because for a team that is starting, uh, let me make sure I got this right. Uh, Amir Abdullah and Theo Riddick and Zach Zenner at the running back <laughs> positions. They're going to, I have them selecting Darius Geis here, who is. Um, the best yeah, part of the just, draft. <laughs> I want one of them for sure. Even if even if you are on the low end of Darius Geis, I can't imagine anyone putting him below a top ten player in this class. He's just a phenomenal running back. Um, power, speed, burst, determination, yards after contact, receiving, blocking, whatever you want, man. This guy is the complete prospect. Um, him and Saquon are really the only two. You know, they're two running backs that I, I that are in the conversation with Ezekiel Elliott. They really are. And so, uh, as prospects, that is. You know, I didn't think anybody was last year, and that's even with Fournette and Cook, who I, I, I really liked Cook, but he just he still wasn't the same prospect as Ezekiel Elliott was. These guys are, um, and I think that they deserve to be picked at their spots uh, pretty high because of it. So, Detroit oh, yeah. Lions get a good one, and they're going to be happy about that one. Yeah, the, if you're listening and you know how much I love Geis, which I'm pretty expressive about, uh, and you're wondering how he made it even this far, I had the 49ers. The Jets could use a running back, but they needed quarterback so bad that it just it kind of felt silly. Um, Jacksonville just picked Leonard Fournette. Chargers have Melvin Gordon. So, I don't know. But Geis made it all the way to Detroit, and uh, Washington now is on the clock, and Saquon Barkley is going to be make a back-to-back running backs because – Mm. Can you imagine him in that offense? I mean, my goodness! Like, yeah, geez, that's what I know. You love Samaj P. Ryan. I'm sorry to, sorry to stomp on that a little bit, but if they had like a dynamic rusher back there, you know, it's Rob Kelly, Chris Thompson, Samaj P. Ryan. You know, if they have a dynamic number one type rusher in the backfield in that offense with Jordan Reed and Jameson Crowder and Josh Dotson, hopefully, what he can become. And Terrell Pryor, oh, behind an offensive line that has Trent Williams, Brandon Scherf, and Morgan Moses, three of the better players at their position, 
along with Spencer Long and Sean Laval, who I think are really underrated. Uh, not a bad group, huh? I mean, that yeah, could be a scary real. offense. Kirk Cousins would not have to do all the heavy lifting in that scenario at all. So big, big, big Saquon Barkley fan, and I think Washington could be and should be looking for a running back. Uh, Where are we? Dolphins. You're on the clock with the Dolphins. Oh, with the Dolphins. Okay, so Dolphins. I'm going to go with Christian Wilkins from Clemson. <sighs> I think pick. Clemson. Clemson is becoming like D-line U. Um, I mean, so is Ohio State. But, but I mean, like Ohio State's basically just an NFL factory. So is Alabama. Okay, so now – all right, so now there's all three of them. Those three – okay, I'll just – Clemson, Ohio State, and Alabama are just two or three – like like if you can't watch – if you are an NFL draft fan and you can't watch many college football games, just watch one of those three. Just make sure you watch one of those three every single week and you will get – a good amount of the top prospects either that year or the year after that, and you'll get to learn a base of some of the best players that are going to become the next best NFL players because those teams are just factories right now. And Christian Wilkins is a guy who, um, you know, he's coming after a lot of peop- uh, a lot of draft picks um, like Kevin Dodd and Shaq Lawson and all those dudes who are already in the NFL, and he's leading the way for – for other guys as well. So he's, I think he's like in this middle group, but he is one of the, the phenomenal players in the interior defensive line for Clemson. He was a big time playmaker for their national title t- runs. Um, and he's good and he's real good. So I think this is a, this is a fine spot for him. He is awesome. Like he's going to be one of the top players in the draft, I think, because I mean, he just has incredible flexibility and pen for a guy his size, man. It's like, it's amazing to me to watch him play. Um, he's one of the guys that really, really, really impresses me uh, to this point in the process. And yeah, Miami certainly could use somebody like that uh, next to Sue. You know that that's a that's a stud pick. Yeah, uh, Cincinnati. Uh, their tackle situation is gross, man. Um, I don't know that they have really a starting caliber tackle on their roster, if we're being honest. Um, and I think they're going to need to address it. I think it's probably a reach to go for the next guy here. I'm going to give them Martinez Rankin. I think he's a good player. I don't know if I would say he's this high on the board, but you know, I think that that's it's going to be silly for them to kind of continue to ignore that position. And somebody will emerge. It may not be Rankin, but somebody will emerge in the tackle group that we weren't talking about and elevate themselves and go high. You know, it happens almost every year, except for this past year, oddly enough. But um, I think, that, <laughs> yeah, it was really weird. But uh, I think that Rankin is going to. Uh, could be a guy that steps in and competes to fill a spot uh, for that team, the the Mississippi State uh, offensive tackle. Okay. Tennessee, Tennessee is next, and they're going to go. They have, like, all – they just, like, fortify their offensive weaponry, <laughs> which, I mean, I feel like this team went from having no receivers to just, like, everybody, like – People are like, oh, Rashard Matthews breakout number one, and then they added Taylor Decker and drafted Corey Davis or Eric Decker, and then uh, drafted Corey Davis and drafted Taewon Taylor, and you know Tajay Sharp got in that bar fight or whatever. I know, and now he I know, be off the roster, and he was supposed to be like one of their top guys. Um, I'm actually going to give the Titans Harold Landry uh, because I like him as a hybrid in that defense. Mm. I I don't think that you can have enough pass rushers, and I don't think you can have enough good football players in general. So. Um, if he kind of falls to this point, 
I'm I, I could understand the Tennessee Titans taking him because I like him as a fit and I like him in that defense. So he would be my pick there. Yeah, he is a good football player. I scouted him a lot actually last year because I thought he was going to come out, and we're going to talk about yeah, him so and I. Key tomorrow. Uh, a little preview for you guys, um, but yeah, he he's a good player. Um, I'm pretty excited about what he might bring to the table. Um, New Orleans Saints are on the clock, and guess what? Another edge rusher is coming off the board. Cleveland Farrell from Clemson. I really like this kid's tape, and he I think he'll be a redshirt sophomore. He's um, young. Yeah, he he's is young. young. But great size. He's like I think he's listed 6'5", 265, 270. Um, man, he played heck of a game um, against in the playoffs. Like both of those games they played him, he was he was incredible uh, to watch. So I'm a big, big fan of him, um, and I think what he brings to the table is going to be really uh, successful. Um, so I, I think that I think you'll see him be one of those players that really elevates their stock as the season goes on uh, this year in college football. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, so, I mean, Harold Landry was a guy that I thought was going to go early, and then I had no idea that Farrell was even draft eligible until... I'm pretty uh, sure he's a redshirt sophomore. Because I know he's young. I just know that he is really young, and that makes sense because I didn't even really start seeing him play until, you yeah. know, Clemson was on a lot of those national televised games at the end of the year, and you couldn't watch a Clemson game at the end of the year without going, yeah. who, who is... Who is this edge rusher? And they go, and there's the freshman, and you're like, of course, of course. <laughs> oh, by the way, Dexter <laughs> Lawrence, a true sophomore there too, is probably going to be a first round pick. And yeah, crazy man. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, Eagles are up next. Um, I know they were able to steal Sidney Jones last year, get Rasul Douglas, who I also like, but um, I still think that they could use as many good secondary guys as as they can get their hands on. So I'm going to have them take Jerry Alexander, who is from Louisville. And I'm a little higher on Alexander than a lot of other people are. I've watched him play a couple of big games when they were highlighted for obviously Lamar Jackson. But you know, you gotta if you're watching a game, you're watching two sides of the ball. And Alexander was a big favorite of mine. He just seemed like a big play corner guy who wasn't afraid to take on any kind of wide receiver. Uh, had the athleticism to be able to keep up with them. Uh, had really great ball skills. I know that for sure. I've, I've seen him go after balls in the air, be able to knock them away, and even come down with some with some interceptions. So I like Alexander a lot. He's also a special teams guy. So uh, I'm going to give him to the Philadelphia Eagles here. That puts me on the clock with the Baltimore Ravens, and offensive weaponry has been the conversation surrounding them now for it feels like forever. But I just – I when we if you listen to the wide receiver podcast, you heard me say this. I'm just not sold on any wide receiver at this point uh, in in draft. I just I just don't know how I feel about the group. I don't feel that way about the group right now. I think as a whole, uh, like I, that I I don't see a guy that I'm banging the table for. So I need more time to digest that group, and hopefully they show me something this season. But I'm going with Bo Scarborough. Uh, I think that they are going to need a feature back by the end Ooh. of this year. I like Kevin Dixon, <laughs> but suspended. And, you know, I mean, he's he's a good player for sure. But is he going to be a feature full-time guy? You've got to get Joe, Joe Flacco help, man. I mean, this is this is way too many years. They have they spent almost all their picks this past year on the defensive side of the ball. you got to look at the offensive side of the ball and start getting him some skill guys and some guys that can take the weight off him. And I think Scarborough's going to have a monster year. I think he's going to go really high in the draft because of it. Uh, I think it's really going to build its way up for him. So big fan of what Scarborough brings to the table, and I think he's going to be the pick for the Baltimore Ravens. Love what – Scarborough just seems like a Raven, doesn't he? Um, I love what the Arizona Cardinals did last year with Son Reddick and 
uh, Buda Baker mm-hmm. because I, I know that they lost out on the Patrick Mahomes sweepstakes. And so this year I'm going to give it, them a another kind of Patrick Mahomes-like arm. I'm going to give them Mason Rudolph, mm-hmm. uh, who is a big, big-armed quarterback from Oklahoma State. If you haven't been able to watch many Oklahoma State games, make sure you get to watch him and James Robinson, his wide receiver, that one-two combo at least once or twice this year during some live games before you give him a study. But uh, Mason Rudolph, really a fearless thrower, a guy that can put the ball 60, 65, 70 yards down the field. Um, and I just, you know, the, the worry about him is the mentality, the risk that he takes, where he puts the ball. And I think he is good at that. Um, but, you know, people always, you know, with quarterbacks early on, they're like, oh, is he top 10? Well, if he's not, I don't care. I don't want to learn about him. So it would be an interesting fit with him and Arians because, you know, Arians is very much quarterback whisperer. So I think that it would be a good combination to get him and Arians together and uh, give him his big arm quarterback that he can mold and perhaps turn into an all-pro player. So I like the fit there. They definitely need to think about it um, strongly as Carson mm-hmm. Palmer's coming up there in age. So Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No question. Yeah. That's a heck of a heck of a move, I think uh let's see we got the bucks on the clock man hmm who should i give the tampa bay buccaneers don't blow it that's all i'm saying just a lot don't of pressure. blow it uh pretty hard to blow I'll, this one they I'll, need a corner. i'll tell you if you're wrong i think they need a corner really badly i think the the guy who could be the best corner in this class might still be on the board in tavaris mcfadden from florida state and i think that's who the bucks are going to take give me a two florida guys well florida and a florida state guy i'm sorry if you want the bucks that. Oh, come on man what I gave I'm the Bucks, just kidding. but it's I'm a good player, kidding. right? I mean, yes, McFadden's great. Yeah, you take that. He's, I mean, he's getting billed as top ten right now. I don't know whether that's going to happen. I need to see more of him, but he had a lot of turnovers last year. Yeah, which that that I mean, always like, gets people excited. I mean, like turnovers are awesome. Don't get me wrong, but like uh, he tore his turnovers, I think too. Like turnovers are a lot more. I don't want to say luck, but I guess I'll say luck sometimes. You know what I'm saying? So, Sometimes like, if you got like a crap ton, you got got a crap ton of interceptions. It's you can't really tout all of them. I mean, sure, you're in the right place at the right time. You got good ball skills, but I don't know. Like, some people go crazy over these over mm-hmm. some turnover numbers. Like, you want to have that turnover column. You want to have numbers in there, but how much? Like, how much credit I give you for getting like, let's say, like if a corner got like nine interceptions, eight interceptions. Right. I think that's around what McFadden got. Um, like, some of those just terrible throws. I think I remember one of them was just a god-awful Chad Kelly throw, you know? So so you're uh, ripping on the knoll. No. <laughs> it's cool, no, dude. No, all right, sure. Um, uh, Panthers. So, no, wait, Vikings. No, you're up with the Vikings. I'm, yes, I'm the Vikings. So the Vikings, this pains me. This pains me, John. It does. No. Uh, because I don't know what no. Teddy Bridgewater's status is. I don't. And I know that he is draft, draft Twitter's one and only son. He is yes. our son. Yes. But Not until, one and only, but yes. No, he well, is the first, Like though. Jeff Janis was. God, get out not, of here with not that. Not me, but. He's not Bridgewater. Oh my, people went level. nuts over Jeff Janis. Yeah, he, like, Brid- tested in the 97th percentile on everything for the combine, and that I was know. horrible. But Bridgewater was like, yeah, draft yeah, he was. Was like, hey, draft him number one. And NFL was like, lol, no. So, <laughs> lol, like, we, no. so we were, so anyways, whatever. So if Bridgewater is out of the picture, Sam Bradford, I'm not going to trust him that much longer. Josh Rosen is still on the board if Josh Rosen declares. I, the, the, Josh Rosen is the fit here. He's the pick. Um, so 
I hope I hope this pick is way wrong because I hope Bridgewater comes back and is great. But if he is not, the Minnesota Vikings will need a quarterback. And so there you go. I have a hard time moving on after that, dude. That was a gut shot for me as a Bridgewater <laughs> lover. Um, Carolina we, Panthers we on the clock. Are. Yeah, it's it's true. It's tragedy. Um, Armani Watts is going to be the pick for the Panthers. Need another safety to play on the back end, I think. Um, that secondary has kind of been rebuilt a little bit. I like Kurt Coleman. I think he needs some help back there. They don't really have anybody else back there. And so I think it would be behoove them to have someone like Watts in their secondary. I think fits what they like to do, and I think that he can be a really good player for them. So Armani Watts, Texas A&M safety, who was, by the way, better than Justin Evans last year. Take that, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, but I think wow. he's going to have a really just, nice year. Just, yep. just calling me out. Haymakers. <laughs> Jeez, man. Um, You're up with the Colts. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to go with take my guy. I don't know who your guy is, but okay. I'm going to take Sam. I'm, I'm going to take Sam Hubbard. Okay. From uh, from Ohio State, I think Indianapolis still needs a ton of pass rushing. I think they did a lot of good by picking. You know, they had some big pass rushing needs, and I think Terrell Basham's good. Um, but obviously, you know, taking, uh, Malik Hooker and Quincy Wilson, great picks, love them, but boy, Indianapolis just has a, they need pass rushing. They need something there. And so I think that Sam Hubbard's a, I think Sam Hubbard's a really great pass rushing defensive end slash a guy that could possibly play in a three, four as a stand up guy. So, uh, I like that pick for them. I think the Chiefs are going to need a linebacker. As much as I love Derek Johnson, the days are, are coming to a close for him. I think in the NFL, like he'll I'm be playing. I feel like I've been playing with Derek Johnson and Madden for like oh my 20 gosh. years. He's going to be 35 this season, still playing at a high level, but he's had at least two season-ending injuries before. Uh, and I think last year was Achilles, maybe an ACL another year, I don't know, but significant ones. And eventually it's going to catch up with him. They've kind of looked at linebackers, needed one. I think Malik Jefferson, if he's still on the board from Texas, really athletic playmaker who plays with kind of an edge. Uh, I'm a pretty decent fan of his, and uh, I think that he could be a guy that uh, – ends up coming off the board to Kansas City in their range uh, next year's draft. So that's going to be the pick. He can step in next to Johnson, maybe learn a little bit, and then go on from there. Back-to-back Texas guys, by the way, if you think about it, because Johnson was a Texas guy, keep it 100 several years later and take another Texas guy. Oh, shoot. I thought that I was up with the Broncos. You're up with Uh, the Giants, I believe. I'm up with the Giants. We're getting ahead of ourselves here. Let me – let me look. Let me just look uh, who we got left on the board. I'm seeing now that you're going to have the Steelers, so I shouldn't have talked all that trash. <laughs> By the way, the Steelers, we're going to give them a quarterback. We're going <laughs> to give them, going to give him Jalen Hurts. He's not draft eligible, but I would literally weep here, just crying. Um, Jake Browning. No, I'm going to give the New York Giants. I'm going to give them. Kalen Bellage, running back. Okay. So um, I, I love Kalen Goldman. Uh, well, I just think that I, I, I think that I actually really liked both of those guys for what they were. So like, you know, like early day three picks, very serviceable running, running backs. I think they'd be good on an NFL roster, but they're not Kalen. Oh my goodness! You talk so. too much, too much, too much. My heart cannot handle that. So early day go. three, but you thought Samaj P Ryan was. A round two lock. Uh, that obviously <laughs> turned out to be not true. So, no, I said it was round three. I thought I said it was day two lock. Day two. Okay. Yeah, All don't right. put words in my mouth. I was trying to get you, but you were paying attention. 
the Broncos are up. I am picking for them. They have spent two defensive line picks in the last two years on two players who are not very good. Uh, in Adam Gotsis, who struggled as a rookie, and in uh, DeMarcus Walker, who was a second-round pick last year. So we got to give them a defensive player who is good. I feel like that's important, and we are going to give them Derek Naughty from Florida State. I don't know if I'm saying his name right, but I've watched him, and he is a absolute monster. And I think he could play in various alignments as well from what I've seen of him. So I'm looking forward to doing his whole report uh, soon. Uh, in the next two weeks for uh, ndtscouting.com. But um, from based on what I've seen from him right now, I think he can move around a little bit. Denver's defense, pretty flexible with their D-linemen. And so getting him to play next to Wolf could be a, a difference maker for them. They need to be able to stop the run better. I don't think they put themselves in position to do that. This season with the moves they made in the offseason, that secondary is going to go to waste because teams are just going to gash him on the ground and get into favorable down and distance situations. But adding a guy like Naughty can help change that. So I have no idea if this is a good pick or not. Because Pittsburgh for Steelers, Steelers. Dude, pressure's on. But um, you already had the milk taco thing. Don't add to it. <laughs> I don't even know how would I be adding. Never mind. Okay, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not letting you off the hook easy. I know it was that's, a joke, but <laughs> that's that's fine. Um, I'm gonna give them just because this is what I would do in Madden, and this would be very fun. Uh, I'm gonna give Mark Andrews from Oklahoma the tight end okay, because yeah. I kind of really love the mismatch idea with having a guy who is that athletic. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Antonio Brown on one side of the slot? Can you imagine the Pittsburgh like Pittsburgh Steelers? Picture this: four wide receivers, shotgun, Le'Veon Bell's next to Ben Roethlisberger. You got Antonio Brown in the slot on his left. You got Mark Andrews on the slot on his right. Like that is who are you covering? Yeah, you can't cover that. Right. That's like that's the easiest completion I've ever heard of. So, yeah. I, I love the uh, I love the the imagination with that pick. So I'm gonna go with Mark Andrews, first tight end off the board. That's what the Where offense is, is missing, and that's the kind of player they would really put him over the top. I think. Yeah, I, pl- I applaud that pick. I'm not All gonna right. rip well, on it like you do with my McFadden pick. That's fine. You know, Sorry, my pick was good. My pick was good. Yours was bad. I don't <laughs> I don't understand. Like, what's the what are we talking about here? You know, that's simple. All uh, right, the Texans need an offensive tackle. I'm not really sure there are any I would take in the first round left on the board, but I'm going to give him Orlando Brown uh, because I saw enough that I, I'm excited about this season. Back-to-back Oklahoma players, by the way. I'm excited about this season for him and seeing what he can bring to the table. Do I ultimately think he'll be a first-round pick? No. Tackles have been reached for almost every year uh, in the first round that didn't deserve to go there, but I don't know if he'll go that high. But until someone else emerges for me and gets on my radar, right now I think Orlando Brown's the pick. Okay, I thought I was gonna pick one thing, and now I'm gonna pick another. Was it Orlando so, Brown? Did I take your guy? You might have. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I will not confirm nor deny. Who do you have? The Raiders. I do have the Raiders, and so I was thinking about you know what? Screw it. I'm gonna give him. Okay, uh, I know Marshawn Lynch is there. I don't know how long Marshawn Lynch is gonna mm-hmm. be there. I'm gonna give him Nick Chubb. Boom. There you oh, go. Take my it. Gosh take it so like that's the running back duo like if for whatever reason marshawn lynch isn't who we want him to be which i hope he is because marshawn lynch is one of my favorite players of all time uh i'm just gonna give him nick chubb there because it'd be great for him as well because he could really ease into the nfl not put too much stress on in that knee and um yeah I, I i I, I don't think i mean like he can't lynch isn't gonna play more than two years right i mean like he's kind of there for two years max 
Or am I way off? You think? No, I I think you're probably right. I think it's a good pick. I fully support this move. Um, yeah. You know? Atlanta's on the clock. I'm taking Quentin Nelson, the guard from Notre Dame. Think he's an absolute beast. Think he's going to smash some skulls uh, this season and get himself drafted uh, somewhere in that 25 to 45 range, probably. Lock it up in there. And I think that uh, Atlanta needs guards. They don't have a ton of needs. That's one of them. He fills it. They're likely. He's likely to be there where Atlanta likely picks in the back end of the first round. And blah, blah, blah. There you go. That's it. Wow. Just right to it. All yeah. right. Um, Sorry I Seattle took an offensive Seahawks. lineman in front of Seattle. but Yeah, that was um, not ideal for them. Really cutting my legs underneath me here. But I'm going to go instead with a guy that we talked about a little bit last week. I'm going to go with Mitch Hyatt, who is the offensive tackle from Clemson. Um, I think he's the athletic kind of profile that the Seahawks like with their offensive line. But here's the twist. He's actually good. So... <laughs> Um, that's uh, that. That'd be good for the Seahawks. I think they're going to need that, no matter where they end up at the end of the year. They're still going to need offensive line help. You know, it could be Martez Ivy here. Who knows? But uh, I like that pick there for the Seahawks, regardless of whether you took Quentin Nelson right in front of me or not. You jerk. That's a huge twist. Uh, somebody who's actually good going there. I'm not sure what to do about that. Um, cause Seattle doesn't really draft those kind of guys on the offensive line, but if you say so, um, Packers. They're a bigger fan of project guys. Yeah, for sure. I've noticed that. Um, Packers are going to get themselves a little Maurice Turst action. I think he's a Mike Daniels light type player from Michigan. Uh, and uh, they may not think that they need another player like that. I think they do. I'm giving him Maurice Turst. I don't care if it's overkill at the position. I want him to go in the first round. We're running out of picks, and I think he makes a lot of sense there. Okay. I'm up with the... Cowboys. Cowboys. Yep. Tyquan Lewis is who I'm going with. The defensive end from Ohio State. This team has like a thousand defensive ends at this point. Well, don't really care (laughs) because until I watch them be different at Edge this year. At off the field uh, this year. (laughs) So Irving, um, Lawrence, Gregory, all off the field concerns. Tapper got hurt for a whole season. It's a very uncertain group. Yeah, so they could be they could be looking offensive or defensive end heavy anyways, even with all those names. Who knows? Which a lot of those guys you named, I like the talent. So, Ugh. but I wish they would actually play. But hey, what you can only do, you can only control what you can control. So Tyquan Lewis going to the Cowboys here until they sure up their pass rush. That's what I'm gonna give. Them. Puts me on the clock with the Patriots. Can the Patriots just like not have a first round pick? I, that's like, what can I we mean. Just, it's like, like yeah. can we not, man? Y'all are y'all Patriot fans. You already win. Just like let us have the draft. Can yeah. you please? Don't even pick. Just leave players for everyone else. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm going with Mason Cole. I think he's played tackle. Um, he's the Michigan center. I think he's played. Tackle. I'm just kidding. <laughs> he's played tackle. Uh, for two years, he started every every both every year and every game. I think that he's been at, at Michigan. Um, he played left tackle and then he moved to center last year. Was terrific there. Um, I know they have Andrews and I think they just locked him up at, over in New England. I think he could play guard, um, but I think that 
You, you can play center. You can play guard. He can. They need a guard for sure. He hasn't played guard, but he's played center and tackle. And I don't see anything in his skill set that would suggest that he couldn't uh, play guard. Uh, you know, I think all the traits and tools are there for a guy who can really rise up this season. I think he got a second round grade. I want to say from the advisory board and went back. I think I'm right about that. I've read about a lot of prospects recently, so that I may be blurring that with someone else. But I think that's what he got and, and came back. So I think he can elevate his stock, even though they're moving him back to tackle this year. They tell me which is frustrating because he's going to be an interior guy in the NFL, um, and I'd like to see him there. But let's see how long he lasts there. Let's see if they eventually don't move him back inside if somebody else steps up in camp or something. But Mason Cole to the Patriots, a very Patriots-like player, very, very coachable, tough, and all the intangible type things. The, the grit factor's high, let's put it that way. Um, two Michigan guys there at the end, and Hurst and Cole for me. There we go. That's the first round. Done. Read it back through for you real quick. Derwin James went to Cleveland, the safety from Florida State. Josh Allen, quarterback uh, to San Francisco. DeAndre Francois, quarterback to the Rams. Sam Darnold, quarterback to the Jets. Mike McGlinchey, tackled to the Bears. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick to the Jaguars, uh, the safety corner from Alabama. Arden Key to the Bills. Connor Williams, the tackle to the Chargers. Darius Geis and Saquon Barkley go back-to-back. Geis to the Lions. Barkley to Washington, Christian Wilkins uh, with the Miami Dolphins, um, Martinez Rank in the offensive tackle for Mississippi State with the Cincinnati Bengals, Harold Landry and Cleveland Farrell back-to-back edge rushers, Landry to the Titans, Farrell to the Saints, Jer Alexander to the Eagles, the corner from Louisville, uh, Bo Scarborough to the Ravens, the running back from Alabama, Mason Rudolph gives uh, the Cardinals a big-arm developmental quarterback, Tarvaris McFadden to the Buccaneers, the cornerback from Florida State, Josh Rosen to the Vikings, another quarterback comes off the board. Armani Watts to the Panthers, a safety from Texas A&M. Sam Hubbard gives the Colts another pass rusher. Malik Jefferson gives the Chiefs their long-term replacement for Derek Johnson. Kalen Balaj steps into the mix for the Giants uh, as a guy we think will rise up this season in college football. Derek Nottie to the Broncos. Mark Andrews, the Titans, uh, or the tight end to the Steelers. Um, Orlando Brown to the Texans at offensive tackle. Nick Chubb to the Raiders and the Rich Get Richer. Quentin Nelson uh, gives the Falcons a starting caliber guard right away. Plug and play guy. Mitch Hyatt, tackle from Clemson to Seattle. Um, Reese Hurst the, to the Packers, uh, the Michigan defensive lineman. Dallas Cowboys get Tyquan Lewis, the edge from Ohio State. And Mason Cole, the center guard, tackle, whatever from Michigan, goes to the Patriots, who value versatility more than anyone probably. So, there's your first round. If we forgot someone who you're like, oh, my gosh, obviously this guy's going to go in the first round. Too freaking bad, man. We did this completely spontaneously <laughs> off the cuff. And we I thought you were going to say, like, oh, just tweet at us and you're like, let us know. But, you know, you were yeah. just like, yeah, no, too bad. Us, let us know. Just expect to get blocked no, after whatever. you do that. Oh, jeez. <laughs> just kidding. I'm playing. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we did do this kind of off the cuff. So we have uh, all these defensive players still to watch more of and to talk about. We will be going through edge rushers this week, so make sure you check that out. We are running through a lot of guys this week. We'll talk about Harold Landry and Arden Key tomorrow. We've got Bradley Chubb to cover, Sam Hubbard to cover. Um, who else? The Sweat Kid from Florida State, Josh Sweat. Uh, we've got a bunch of guys, names that are probably escaping me right now that we're going to make sure – what, what is Marquise Haynes going to do? What do you do with a 6'3", 225-pound edge rusher? Davin Bellamy, Lorenzo Carter, the Georgia kids. A lot of guys to talk about. So, as always, man, make sure you keep it locked right here on Locked On NFL Draft.
Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17